All right. So we're going to answer the question of <laughs> how is it that it feels right to watch his every move? And how is that not helpful? Because <laughs> it feels right. What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, um, I'm going to share with a. I'm going to share a review. Um, this is called Pure Awesomeness. It says this is the best podcast on this subject I've heard so far. I love all these guys. Their raw honesty and experiences really resonated with me. I feel like I wish I could talk one-on-one with Ashlyn. You can, by the way, if you join <laughs> Patreon, the intimate access. Oh yeah. Um, we have a male therapist who is great, but I'd really like to talk to a female who's been in my shoes, who really, who really knows what I'm feeling. I have no one else to talk to and I'm busting to vent because I think I'm on the verge of imploding. Anyways, all three are great. I soak in every word they say and I take it to heart. I think they're the real deal. Please keep it up guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, and also like Brandon said, Come and talk to us over on Patreon. Right. We try to give you as much access as we can. So. All right. So I wanted to share, um, because this relates to my story as well as one of um, a girl that I've helped. She wanted to quit one of my groups um, the first month because it just was awkward and uncomfortable. Not a lot of connection with the other girls in the group. I was the exact same way. I came home and told Kobe the exact same thing. I don't want to do this. Starting therapy about being betrayed or sex addiction is is usually pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I was super okay with her going, but I also wanted her to give it a try, stick it out. She stayed another four months, and she just uh, finished up group. And it was the coolest thing to watch her transform and awesome. to come into that vulnerability and get comfortable yeah. doing hard work. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to mention while we're, while we're talking success stories, I've done um, some intakes and talked to some people this week um, who were nudged into looking at themselves and do some work because of the episode we did on... Um, what if the experts... Or the betrayal trauma experts are getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and what we talk about is is getting unstuck from that victim mentality and and moving forward and focusing on you. And and people have taken that to heart who have listened to that. And I think it's been really helpful. So I'm, I'm happy to see um, everyone, uh, pe- the, the addicted or the betrayed, moving forward and taking ownership of, of their recovery. So it's awesome to see and, and hear. Um, Love that. Okay, so let's get into... Uh, the topic. Um, so first off, I just want to c- describe what we're talking about. And, and, and as we do, 
I want you to know that this behavior is totally common and totally normal. And a lot of times it's the first reaction or response to uh, being betrayed. So you might, as, as we talk about some of these things, you might be doing some of these things still. Um, and don't beat yourself up for it, but really take a look at it. Um, so what happens is D-Day comes or just over time, his acting out continues. Spouse wants it to stop. Um, he wants it to stop, but he, he wants her support and she has a lot of fear that it's going to continue. And it creates this dynamic where she is the head of his recovery. She oversees it. She makes sure he stays sober. Um, she, she, you know, he checks his phone in with her at night. She follows him on find my friends. Um, she, she knows his every move because if she can do that, then she has some control over whether or not he's going to act out or not. Um, she makes sure that he goes to therapy. She schedules all the appointments and I could go on and on with all the things that she does to somewhat make sure or force him into working uh, quotation marks recovery. Um, so did this, what's your guys experience with this? Have you seen it in your work with people? I never did this. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I totally did this. The first time I went to the uh, 12 step a long time ago, um, I was directed to go there by our therapist. And I recall having a book and taking it with never filling anything out. And um, I remember there were times when Ashley would be like, hey, so, and this is back when we didn't have kids. Hey, so you're gonna go to group tonight? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going. And, um, and then there were questions like, wait, so there's nothing filled out in this book is that like what's up and i'm like oh yeah we just you know read through it and and so forth so in the beginning it i obviously i wasn't a very strong dictator but i was right i was still asking questions, asking questions okay sure. and as we got um further along it was more like okay this is the group that you're gonna go to this yeah. is when you have therapy i was doing uh -huh. like i will i will schedule these things um, this is what you're going to do. And it, there was a lot of oversight with, um, my check-ins with my first, the, the way you check in sponsor. Oh, oh, she's kind of overseeing how much you check in with your sponsor. Yeah. She, she always questioned with my, my, uh, the validity, um, the efficacy of the first, my first sponsor, who was really just my friend. Yeah. Which okay. I, I believe was thing. more from my gut. Right. I just didn't respond. Right. Like Kay. I knew it wasn't legit an actual sponsor. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, so anyway, she would, she would so, question. Okay. Okay. But hang on here. Is, is it okay for her to question that? Is it healthy? If from, if from your gut, you're feeling like that's not really working for his recovery. Um, is it okay to question that? I mean, she did. It depends. So, so it depends on, um, Ab absolutely. It's, it's, you, you trust your gut. Um, but there's a difference between going to him and saying you have to, or this is what, like, this is what real recovery is and you better. Yeah. It's like threatening or fear-based controlling versus 
oh, I'm f- like, you're feeling something and you're reflecting back what you're feeling and you're not controlling him, but you're saying, gosh, like this is where I'm at and this is how I'm feeling. Now he can, and, and, and th- here's the thing. Um, it seems like if, when we talk about this topic, it's like, why is she doing this? The fact of the matter is, is the sex addict, <clears throat> um, most sex addicts to some degree are, it, it's, their sex addiction is more about wanting validation and self-worth from a woman. And so they, they take that to their wife and they say, hey, I, I want you to oversee me so that I can please you, so I can show you how good I am, so I can, and so then her, their recovery becomes this, this act of um, codependency, this act of manipulation for self-worth, and they'll position their wife there and they'll want her to be there yet they'll resent her for being there they'll, they'll hate her for overseeing the recovery her fe- fear cycle will come in and say i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared so i'm going to control i'm going to take this over i'm going to control and his shame is saying good because that will give me a chance to to, sh- to please you and 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 then he's it's like he's the little child in the relationship and she's the big bad mean mama Do right what that was exactly what I, I know <laughs> talked about for years like I'm sick of this child parent relationship and I was totally the child but but so I would resent Ashlyn for for that but at the same time I just wanted to to please her an effort to make the whole conversation disappear go well, away and, and yeah. praise me like I'm doing good come on if you're gonna control me praise me too right 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 so 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 give me that validation that I'm good um this is a whole setup to continue to destroy the foundation of a relationship. Um, and there's an alternative, uh, but the alternative is, is uncomfortable, but there is another option. Um, now, now I've had women say, cause I'll work a lot with them to, to untangle themselves from his recovery. And they'll say, look, Brandon, um, some of the, the, the best intuition that I've had was that night that I went in, into the computer and I found what I needed to find to bust this open. And I'm glad that I actually went and searched and kind of looked at what he was doing. Sure. <laughs> I actually think that that's, that's great. I actually think God's helping them. I agree. Um, but that, but that is the quandary. Right. Right. And so it feels like that's what I'm I'm supposed to use my gut to oversee. And 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 the fact of the matter is, when we talk about the process of rebuilding trust and the process of recovery, that undermines it, because one of the most important things for 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 him and for her in the relationship is that he finds his own internal motivation in his recovery, that he's not externally motivated by his spouse's fear or by trying to get worth from her is that he mans up and he loves it and he takes ownership and, and, and he's doing it for him. And if, if, if he's like what you were talking about, Kobe, then, then he's not doing it for him. He's actually trying to manipulate the situation to get something out of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's the trick I think for me in the beginning of recovery and for so many other women I've seen mm-hmm you trust your gut, your, your gut has given you some of the evidence to say, this is real. Okay. Okay. But there's still that narrative that can show up daily saying the exact same thing. Go check that computer. Right. So for me, it was 
not only untangling from him, but untangling my thoughts and like which one is actually a prompting and which one is just making me crazy. Okay, so so Ashlyn, what you said is is really important to look at what the alternative is. So if what we're suggesting is, you know what, don't follow every move that he makes. Um, the fact of the matter is, is if he wants to act out, he could act out. Uh, whether or not you're micromanaging him or not, he can figure out a way to act out. So don't follow his every move. So then what? Yeah, that sounds scary. Now you're vulnerable. Um, you've been hurt. You. We've already had that you, you, where I wasn't watching and all this. And thing, boom, you know? this bomb goes yeah. off in my life. Um, but what you just said, Ashlyn, is you want to trust your gut. So that that's the key to it all. So instead of going to try to find the evidence all the time, searching, spending tons of time and effort to figure it out, trust your gut. So and 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 you might be be wrong, but let's just say you just feel yucky. You you just feel like something's not right. And I hear this all the time. I don't know what it is. I I just don't feel like something's right with him. Okay? And I'm feeling fear. You don't have to go find all the porn on the computer in order to do self-care and, and protect yourself because you feel that way. So Well, and there's so much regret that comes with going and looking up everything, right? right. Because then it's stuck in your head. Oh, uh, right, right. So then you, you're, you've downloaded all that stuff, right? But, but the point that I'm making here is, is your gut is you have an emotion, you're feeling something and you're saying something's just not right. Now he might've not done anything. He may, he may or may not have, right? But you can either swallow that and say, no, I'm just crazy. I shouldn't do anything about this. Or you can go and try to find all the evidence or you can internalize it and say, what do I need to do to get centered here? See that um, third option. I didn't know about. Right. And I feel like we only know the two. Right. We either shut like, don't say anything. I don't want to really pretend know, like everything's okay, which is how I live for 14 years mm -hmm. or the opposite of just freaking out and going to town on all the things. Like I'm going to find all the things. Right. So it would be going to him and saying, this is what I feel. This is what I need. Um, and I'm feeling like something's off or something's happening. And if it is, I need you to tell me, um, but I need some space from you. I'm going to, I'm going to take some time to just take care of me. And I'm, I can't be vulnerable with you today. We're not going to have sex today. Like I, I need some boundaries here because this is where I'm at and this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And he might come back with and say, what did I do? And, and, and this is where you'll think, well, dang it. I wish I had that list of everything. I wish I had that, mm -hmm. that website I could pull up and show him. And, and you don't have to give him that to say, you know what? I don't know what you did but I'm just not feeling like you're being transparent with me, that you're being open with me, that you're empathetic to my pain right now. Now, if he empathizes and he connects and he holds that space for you in that moment, that's the moment where safety and trust starts being built in the relationship. You're feeling something, you're speaking from an intuitive place and he's like, heck yeah, I support you, I empower you, and I love you. Hey guys, have you heard of our premium site? Every month, we have Q&As. Every week we post videos from our weekly calls and our therapy sessions that just give additional information about how you can move forward. But if you want more than that, know this, that there's additional access where you can be in a live Q&A 
with each one of us, Ashlyn, Kobe, and Brandon, to find that information, to find out how you can get involved in that, to find out how you can get access to us in a way that you'll never find here on the podcast, go to Patreon, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search Betrayed Addicted Expert, and you'll find us there. Uh, we've got incredible content. There's interaction with other people who are in the same boat as you who want to move forward. Just know that there is hope and know that there's additional access to all of us here. So we're grateful that you're here listening, and let's get on with the episode. Okay, Ashton, I got a question for you. Um, would you rather... Uh, we play this would you rather game with my kids all the time. And the rule is they have to answer. You can't say it. You know, I, d- no I don't... Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather... Trust your ability to control Kobe's sobriety, or would you rather trust Kobe? Trust Kobe, one hundred percent. Okay, so so there's a wow. That's a really, really that, that's a piercing question. Quite honestly, well, the answer seems simple, <laughs> but that's why this question's here. Is it doesn't feel right though? That <laughs> they can't coexist. Those two things cannot coexist. So and and, and that's. That's the quandary that the betrayed gets in. Is and say those two things again. Would you rather trust your ability to control his sobriety or trust him? Wow. Those things can't coexist. Um, and and that is, that, that's really an unfair quandary that the betrayed gets put in, which is... That's super unfair. Because, because what I'm suggesting... Because it's not their... It's not, their, it's not Ashland's responsibility to manage my ability to be trustworthy. Yes. That sucks. Yes. So so how is trust built? It's by giving some trust. And, and this is the vulnerable part, is to back off and to let him work his recovery is scary because you could get hurt again. But to back off and let him work his recovery gives him space to, to man up in his recovery, gives him, spa- gives him some space to step into it and as he steps into his recovery for himself, he's going to start creating safety for you in the relationship and with you in the relationship. This is where I feel like, for me, it was a giant step forward. It was scary. So it wasn't a baby step. It was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this giant foot forward and say, I might get hurt. Right. You know, right. this may not work out for me. So, so I would suggest Ashton, because it seems like such a small thing, like, Hey, stop following him on find my friends. Stop. And I've had uh, like knockdown drag outs with some women and they're like, I know I should. And I, but I don't want to, I can't stop. Um, it's, it seems like such a small thing, but it's not. Is, is, let me ask a question just for clar- clarification for both of you on that. In that instance, what you just shared, when you have knockdown dragouts with the betrayed, again, it could be male or female, right? But the question is, is, is the pain of hurt that they feel inside the 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 um, motivator that says, "I want to control this because if I can control this, then I mitigate the risk of me being hurt again." Well, it's I think it's fear on so many levels. Really. Yeah, the, you know, if the betrayal came out and they're thinking, okay, we're going to therapy, we're going to make this right, we're going to hang on to our family, we're going to keep it all together, um, there's fear around security, uh-huh. you know, finances, there's fear around um, divorce and how that will affect 
the kids. There's mm, fear around yeah. why would he reject me and abandon me and why am I not good enough? So there's her own shame there that's driving this fear-based behavior to try to control him to be connected to her, just her. Um, so there's all kinds of fear. And then there's hurt underneath all of it. I don't want to get blindsided again. I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. There's good reason why she wants to control sure. his his recovery. For and sure. and so it's really wow. scary to let go and and step away from his recovery and say, look, I'm handing this back to you. Um, so now um, she's going to focus on certain things that are all about her and her recovery. And what I would suggest is... As you start to detangle yourself from, from taking over his recovery, make sure you have a good support system. A good support system of women who have done this, of women who get how hard it is, where you can just like vent out your fears, you can talk about your vulnerabilities and you can surrender it over to them, okay? Um, another thing is a relationship with God, because we're talking about surrender, we're talking about um, things that you want to do and want to control, but to be able to say, God, I give this to you. He's going to work his recovery or he's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch and see, and I give that over. I turn my will and my life over the care of God. Okay? Um, the other thing is to educate yourself. It's really important to understand what recovery really feels like. So instead of micromanaging his sobriety, you sit back and just watch and feel if you're seeing real recovery. Is he being consistent with his actions and behaviors? Is he rigorously honest? Is he an open man who wants to be transparent? Um, is, Is he empathetic and patient with you? If you're feeling those things from him, you're feeling his strength and you're feeling that his shame is diminishing and he's going to start to create some safety with you. So you're 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 kind of just watching and you're feeling what you're what you're feeling from him. You're not watching his every move. Does it, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think it's it's this letting go that's so important, but also let go and move. So don't just sit back, right? Yeah. Because I could have done that. Yeah. Because it is all his problem, right? But I chose to still say no matter what, I want to move forward. I want a better life. Right. So, but Ashton, that has everything to do with you loving you. So if you and but you, I didn't at the time. Uh, and, and this helped you learn how to do. You had to figure that out. You had to say, okay, I trust myself first. So I trust myself to to maintain my boundaries, to be authentic, to 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 deal with my stuff so then I can allow him to go through his process of recovery. If you don't trust yourself, if you don't feel grounded, then you're going to try to control him and control the situation because you're feeling so vulnerable, right? Um, So again, this is is hard to do, but it's one of the first steps to at least allowing safety to start to develop or the process of safety. Now, I got to say, guys... If your wife's been micromanaging you um, and she listens to this and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to own that. I'm not, you know what? Your recovery is yours. Do what you want with it. I hope that as she backs off, that you recognize this is my time to step into it. This is my time to step up. And, and I'm not doing it for her. Um, but as she is not there, I need to be there for my own recovery. I, and, um, you know, you won't resent her, but 
she's she's fighting for you by backing out of this. I want you to understand that. So there's a really unique um, feeling and notion that uh, I'm speaking to all of you who are struggling with addiction. There's a very unique feeling that comes from autonomously working your recovery. It's the development of self and therein you'll find real ownership of your own life. And, 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 and I want to be really clear, it's likely already that you are successful in many ways. If you're listening to this, it's likely that you have succeeded in, in many ways, whether that's in academics, whether that's in your career, um, you know, whatever the case is. And you've done this part in and of yourself in other arenas in life. So what we're inviting you to do is to, again, take ownership, be an individual in, in recovery, separate from your partner, and um, autonomously develop yourself. And um, you'll find a great degree of satisfaction by owning it. There, there it. is, uh, what you just said, Kobe, is so important. There is such a difference between a man who's working his recovery from this place of, uh-oh, I could get in trouble from my wife. Um, I got to do these things because now I have this sex addiction thing. So now I got to go to all these meetings and spend all this money. And because I got the sex addiction thing and my, my pastor or my bishop or whatever is telling me I got to deal with this. So, okay, I'll go do this. Yeah. That guy who's doing it from a place of like, this sucks. And okay, I'll comply to make everybody happy. And the guy who's like, you know, he's humble and he's just grateful for this chance to be free. Um, he realizes that his addiction and his recovery is now part of his purpose in life. Um, it, it allows him to um, connect deeper to people. It allows him to support people, to, to love people. Um, it allows him to create more. And so he, he grasps it and, and enjoys it and just steps right into it for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So different than the compliant. Um, I'm doing this because someone's cracking the whip behind me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. So this question is for Kobe and Brandon. So what if I'm listening? I am the once addicted or currently addicted and I want, I want this. I want to be able to step into that. I want that empowerment to do it on my own. How do I share what I'm feeling without getting mad or pushy or you need to listen to this episode kind of thing. So you can really say to your partner, Hey, listen, I, I, I want to take ownership of this. I want to be autonomous from you in my recovery. And, um, I want to focus on me and I want you to let go of me. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so what I'm hearing you ask Ashlyn is, is interesting because you know, if, if they went and gave this episode to their wife and, and it, it seemed like they were giving it to her to, to be like, hey, butt out. Yeah, right? this is for you. Right, this is like, you need to listen to this. Mm -hmm. um, one part of, an important part of recovery is rigorous honesty and um, authenticity for him. And as he starts to get into recovery, he needs to be, be boundaried and, and, and honest with her. And it's really a, an uncomfortable thing when she comes to him and says, look, I want to check your phone every single day. You got to check in with it, you know, check it in at nine o'clock at night with me. And he says, I'm sorry, that doesn't work for me. 
and she says, you addict, you want to hide things. That, I know why you want your phone. And he says, no, that's not why. But really, I want to take ownership of my own recovery and checking it in with you won't help me with my sobriety. So this is what I do do. This is how I do stay sober. This is my plan. But it's, it doesn't feel healthy or good for me to check it in with you. Okay. Right? So what you said, Brandon, in the second half, I think is the most important part. That's yeah. what builds the safety because it's not just that doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to do well, it. Well, what if I just came to you and said, I'm not checking it in with you. That's you can't control different. me. There's a humility. very different. There's, there's, there's an energy. And then, then there is a, a, a vulnerability that is present in, in exactly how you delivered that. Yeah. Well, but to be defensive and to, uh, be aggressive almost in defending that and saying, no, you can't have this. But it's I'm also, done. it's the safety of, you're doing something okay. Like, yeah, I do think it's important. That is where that transparency comes. Like, Hey, I don't want you to hold this cause it's heavy, but I'm willing and I want to do this, this, and that. I, yeah. I want to have my willingness. Yes. Yeah, so, so you guys are right. It's it. So think about it. If I came and I said that to you with empathy for how hard that might be for you and understanding of that, uh, but also honesty and who I am as a, as a man in recovery and what I'm doing, you're gonna feel safety. You're gonna feel yeah. power from me. And you're not gonna leave. You, you might you might be like, dang it, I want to control that. But geez, my man is like stepping up in his recovery. I like that, as opposed to ugh, like he he feels so defensive and avoidant. And yeah. and that's what you're you're used to from him probably. So you're expecting that, but you will feel the difference from him. Yeah. So. Guys, thanks for being here. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. This was really enlightening, actually, and it was, uh, it was a good episode. We enjoyed it anyways. All right, thanks, guys. So, uh, love to have you rate. Love to have you review. And uh, remember, there's always somebody out there who could listen uh, to this and really benefit. So please feel free to share. All right, see you all. Peace out. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you, and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site.